Welcome to the Maria Heller Show, on the net since 2000 and still going strong. If you feel like you're not getting the real news, if you feel like you're not connected spiritually, you have found your home. Maria covers a wide range of topics as only a snarky New Yorker can. Straight up, no chaser. No censorship, no corporate sponsors, thus true freedom of speech. Your subscription gives you unlimited access as a member of the smartest audience on earth. Relax and enjoy the education. Now here's Maria. Good morning world. Maria here, alive and kicking. Welcome to Hell and High Water with myself and my co-host and broadcaster in his own right, Chuck Ocelli. If you're not familiar with Chuck's work, get over to Ocelli.com because uh, there's very little truth tellers still out there. And uh, we're two of maybe less than a handful so good morning, Chuck. Oh, good morning, Mom. Uh, is is it morning? What day is it? What, what is the time dilation doing to us at this point? <laughs> I got a lot of questions. What uh, is feeling? this? Uh, well, I'm feeling kind of crappy. Uh, I slept about four hours. I got my migraines back. Interesting. I waited to see through all these years of Trump if that was going to happen. I think the last time I had migraines was when Bush was in office. But the only difference I noticed is when Bush was in office, I never wished my migraines on anybody, including Bush. But I can tell you that I wish these migraines on Donald Trump tenfold. Well, you know what the problem is there is I, I'm not sure that he has the facilities to receive them. Uh, I'm not sure how that head's working. <laughs> it works at all. Listen, we, now we wake up to The Handmaid's Tale, the sham of the six conservatives, six dopest day on the Supreme Court, which 20 years ago in one of my earliest shows, I said these people are on a mission for dominionism. I did a show on it to bring America back to biblical law. Supposedly, they already had a replacement constitution ready to go. And now we have uh, the least qualified uh, person on the Supreme Court. And for people that don't know, I'll just read a little bit. Oh, she's only been in private practice two years. She never tried a case, never argued an appeal, never appeared before the Supreme Court, never served as a judge until 2017, and most of her private work was criminal uh, civil cases, not criminal cases. And now they give her, uh, backed by a lot of dark money, a seat on the Supreme Court. Well, and, and to interpret the Constitution, because here's the thing about this, right? At the end of the day, what is the Supreme Court supposed to do? <clears throat> Seems like hardly anybody remembers. Uh, but they're supposed to speak to the constitutionality of various proceedings that have happened already somewhere else. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Does this comport with the Constitution or not? And i, I got to tell you, I, I listen very intently to when people speak, and I hear what they say and understand the underlying messages in a lot of cases. So I took a listen to some of her commentary during her, you know, sham of a confirmation hearing, and most of it was pedestrian, very normal, except that, you know, we're going to pivot away from activism when we know that it's going to be a problem, but 
when it's not a problem necessarily for the questioner or for the question at hand, she speaks to it. And I say, okay, sounds like a politician. All right, right. fine. But when I listened to this acceptance speech yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, did you take note, uh, or did you even listen to it? Probably no. you, you might have been so revolted by the whole thing that you didn't bother because it's like, what's the difference? But I, I think it's important to know the messaging. Did you listen? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I, I, I won't spoil it all for the listener who hasn't listened, because I want you to hear it for yourself. Um, it, there is an intent in this messaging that basically says, you know, I, I, I'm not here to adhere to politics, but I'm here to adhere to politics. And the politics are my religious convictions, which should have zero to do with the Constitution. Outside of the fact that you're not supposed to, oh, I don't know, implement any religious tests. You're not supposed to bring religion into government. You're not supposed to dictate your religion from government. I know this, I don't know, ever since they first dragged this document in front of me when I was maybe seven years old. I understood this. The separation of church and state is a real thing. And uh, I, I see no way that you cannot interpret what she had to say at her acceptance and her various statements over time as, as acknowledging, guess what? Maria's calling it like it is. And that is that you now have somebody who is a religious activist who is going to interpret the Constitution, along with the, the insanity of Kavanaugh, which, by the way, take a look at the interesting stuff he has to say and the fact that we're guaranteed to deal with the selection process that's going to end up there. Oh, and by the way, not only is the Affordable Care Act thing going to land there very soon, but I already started describing to people, whether they know it or not, the absolute deluge of abortion-based cases that are going to come into the court, which, once again, if you listen to me and Maria talk, you know that all that has to do with is restricting the rights of that particular process from Guess what? Women who aren't rich. Right. I mean, let's get down to it. Rich woman, no problem. She has a private procedure with her doctor and, you know, HIPAA laws protect it all. Guess what? It's just a procedure and sure, it costs more, but it doesn't really matter if you've got the cash to get the result, does it? So there it is. It well, is you a know, matter of, hey, look, right. once you are pregnant, your problem, first of all, right. and you can drop that child onto the earth, and we don't really care what happens to it after that. That seems to be the mantra from these people that, you know, are supposed to be at the uh, spearhead of the moral majority. Oh, wait a minute, that term's gone. There used to be morality connected to this concept of Republicans, which I've always found laughable, but the sham is over. Right. Understand, this is where we're at here. So well, don't forget, she also gets to partake in a lot of election decisions. Well, that's that's the obvious thing that's coming next, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> Which is not even next, because take a look at what's happening today, right? We're already seeing that, uh, and, and you and I know this, again, I, I know that before I was born this was a thing, where military people could mail in their ballots, and so long as they were postmarked by the proper date, they counted. Even if they arrived later from foreign countries, from uh, out of the area, wherever, whatever, whenever. But 
You know, when you combine this with this very chaotic, still screwed up postal system, which is no longer in the headlines, but is still actually happening, uh, when you combine that with that, you have a big, big problem. So I, I don't know what's going to go on with trying to throw away votes. I don't know what's going to go on with all the manipulation. I mean, outside of the standard uh, uh, scalping of the system that we've seen before, I, I, I don't know. Well, just I this just, just this morning, the Supreme Court refused to extend Wisconsin's deadline for absentee ballots mm -hmm. by a five to three vote. So okay. they have two other cases pending before the court, North Carolina and Pennsylvania, and the handmaiden will be sitting in on those cases. You know, Which so, will make it a six to three vote, but that's okay. Well, everything's yeah. going to be a six to three vote, unless, of course... Uh, you know, the only one that came out with it outright is Alexandria Cortez. She said that they're going to pack. She's going to pack the court. She's all for packing the court. Now, my understanding, and Robert Reich had posted this this morning, is there's no limit to how many people can be on the Supreme Court. I think it That's started right. out with three, then it went to six, and then it went to nine. And he has two choices. He can either pack the court or, as Wayne Madsen wrote a great piece, unpack the court. You know, reinvestigate Kavanaugh, reinvestigate Barrett, and get them off the court and replace them with someone else. Uh, to me, you see everything today. I, I don't know how, you know, if you've been on social media today, it doesn't matter where you were looking. Instagram, Facebook, doesn't matter. Everybody's saying the court is now illegitimate. So any respect, which I've never had for the Supreme Court, is gone. Right. Well, it, see, I don't know how this, un, unpacking the court, I, I really think that bell has already rung and we're done. <clears throat> we're not going to be able to get Kavanaugh off of there, okay? J just like you're not going to be able to, uh, uh, say, potentially impeach Trump if he wins, <laughs> Okay, it's not going to happen. Right. I, I, you know, just strategically. And, and well, here's okay. the other thing. About a week ago in my news, I believe, because, you know, my head's not been right, I believe it's either 15 or 18 states that have so called trigger laws, mm -hmm. which means as soon as the Supreme Court invalidates Roe versus Wade, those trigger laws, and it, it, one of them is Arizona, immediately ban all abortions. Mm -hmm. That's 18, I think 18 states. Well, I do know Louisiana is already planning to send their abortion ban controversy to the Supreme Court. That's one state that's already going there. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think there was another southern state that is already ha has a case that's you know on its way. This is going to this is going to happen. This is going to happen, and and I and I, I I dread it, but at the same time, I also want to put it in perspective because quite honestly, over the past I would say thirty years, rather quietly, what has happened in many states is that uh, they they have made the rarity of being able to have a funded and decent operating clinic in various spots in their states uh, oh. almost, you know, impossible. Right. So that you literally have one clinic that could function for, you know, somebody who can basically pull together the cash to get it done. Um, 
you know, in one part of a, a state. You know, one, one clinic. Right, this it's ridiculous. I know, women driving to other states to get an abortion. Oh, well, you know, closer. I, I mean, it's just uh, ridiculous when the save the fetus crowd is now looking Trump right now in the middle of this pandemic is in court trying to stop food stamps at a time when nobody's working and people are suffering. Mitch McConnell, now that he got this bitch in, uh, said he's uh, putting the Senate on vacation till November 9th. There'll be no... Uh, no compensation package, no stimulus. So I believe he adjourned. He adjourned the Senate already, didn't he? Right till November yeah. 9th. So you got people starving, children with no food. They want to cut food stamps. They want to cut health care in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, Five hundred forty-five children missing, can't find their parents, and. Uh, one member of Trump's organization actually said their parents don't want their kids back. Uh, so the well, hypocrisy of these lunatics, you know, I want to go to a little what Trump would refer to as a shithole country. Let's look at Belarus. You know, I've been following Belarus and honestly, I couldn't even tell you where it is, but I know it's somewhere over not too far from Russia. Everybody in Belarus is out in the streets over their illegitimate authoritarian president. And they are doing a national strike to force him out. Uh, I look at that. Right. I I look at that and I say, what is it that Americans no longer have that we have not to this point in four years of lunacy? Millions of us go on a national strike. Yes, even essential workers like Mike Pence, who thinks he's an essential worker. If everybody went on a national strike, if women stopped having sex with men to protect their rights to their own body, and we marched continuously to force them out, what happened to the American spirit? You know, the people that founded this country, uh, they they'd lost everything. I'm sure you know everybody pretty much that signed, I think it was the Declaration of Independence, lost their lives and lost their fortune and did it anyway. And here we have Americans, you know, bitching and moaning on social media, the same people, I'm sure, that aren't even going to vote. And then, of course, we never know if your vote counts anyway. Uh, but... They won't even do that. Well, you know what? Crying on social media is not going to fix the problem. And look, I've said it for a long time, long before Trump. This country needs an enema from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court needs to be gone. Our court system needs to be revamped. Uh, every system, every department we have, which has pretty much been destroyed by Trump and replaced with demons, uh, and nothing in this country works anymore for we the people. Well, you know, the biggest problem, as far as I'm concerned, Maria, it comes down to this, and let's put political parties aside for a second and just talk about the disconnected, uh, well, unfortunately, I can't put political parties aside because I've got the example in hand. You know, today, <clears throat> there, there is a bit of an outrage over Jared Kushner's comments about African-Americans in this country, huh? All right. Well, same thing Trump said, that they were lazy. 
Well, it's interesting because this is the disconnected reality. There are people that are dirt poor, and I do mean dirt poor, uh, that that are absolutely vested in this 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 idiocy of hey you know the rich guy who used to have enough sense to pay off the organized crime figures that he worked with but if you were a working stiff he would try and pay you pennies on the dollar take him to court to get paid he would also discriminate against you if you dealt in his casinos all that good stuff the only people that got paid proper were the gangsters because he knew at least that much okay uh, it's, it's amazing to me how disconnected from reality these people are. When I took a look at Jared's statement and everybody's saying, well, you know, he said the black people were lazy, basically. I said, you know, that's not even the worst part of this statement. The worst part of this statement is this idea that he feels as though there's going to be a groundswell because they've done a good thing for those people. Then they remember they are not part of them. First thing. But secondly, what kills me is. How is it that uh, he, he can even begin to gauge what is happening in a, happening in a community he knows nothing about? Mm-hmm. How is it that he can begin to gauge what's happening in a world he knows nothing about? Right. These people are elitists. Right. They live in a different reality. And indeed, you know what? At some points, I don't think Trump is lying when he says certain things that seem completely disconnected from reality. That is his world. Right. That is Jared Kushner's world. Right. They're upset. They think they're going to go after, you know, the Lincoln Project for that uh, yeah. uh, billboard, right. you know, the billboards in New York. Right. Those things are hilarious. I think they're great. But, you know, listen, I was no fan of Lyndon Johnson, okay? Mm-hmm. Although Lyndon Johnson was useful, you know, he, he is responsible for the Civil Rights Act and a few other things. But it brings me to the one quote that I think both parties need to listen to. So if you're out there and you're going to vote uh, Republican, you're going to vote Democrat, however you're going to vote, if you're, you're hating your neighbor, this, that. Johnson once said, and this is one of the best quotes ever, if you can convince the lowest white man he's better than the best colored man, he won't notice you're picking his pocket. Hell, mm-hmm. give him somebody to look down on and he'll empty his pockets for you. That's right. So this is, you know, this is how racism works and the explanation for the poor whites living in rural America who still think somehow they're genetically superior because they have to look down on somebody so that they don't have to look at themselves to make themselves look better. Well, let me let me just throw something in here, though. See, that's the intelligent strategy of racism. You know that? That's the intelligent strategy. But here's here's the differential with what we're dealing with now. We're not dealing with Lyndon Johnson, who was a criminal in his own right, and an, and and a prolific criminal at that. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't hang the JFK assassination on him, but just about everything else you hear <laughs> right. is true. Okay, people, you know, there was all sorts of grifting. There was all sorts of, you know, yeah, I'm going to give you cotton allotments for uh, a land that's underwater. There was all sorts of deliver me a bag of cash and I'll deliver you what you want. Believe me, the oil depletion tax was not going to be, or, you know, the oil depletion allowance was not going to be removed under LBJ. I know this. Stuffing ballot boxes. Billy Solestis, his hitman to go out and take people out. (laughs) Killing his own sister. 
I mean, the list goes on and on. Right, right. And Celestis couldn't even keep his own lies straight. There's probably more dirt under Celestis' body, okay? Right. <laughs> I had bigger but, body count than the Clintons. Really? I mean, okay, so we know what we're talking about here, but here's, here's the problem. Lyndon Johnson was actually kind of a gangster. These people are not even that. You understand. Uh -huh. when, when you look at, at Kushner's uh, uh, comments again, I don't even want to, you know what, black people are lazy, they, they, yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine, white elitist, I get you. But you know what the interesting part is here? Is that he legitimately feels that anybody who got upset that they saw a man die in the streets, George Floyd we're talking about here, mm -hmm. okay? That, that that was all just, ah, that's just virtue signaling. That's just people crying on Instagram. In other words, he actually thinks that nobody could possibly connect to that, that that's just, you know, like somebody playing an online game. You get it? In other words, no connection to reality. Now, look, I'm not saying that I am Mr. Virtue Signal or that, you know, I, I, I'm always politically correct and on time with these things, but I got to tell you something. I watched that video. I didn't think, oh, my God, look at what they're doing to that black man. Let me virtue signal, okay? And I didn't take a lot of time to virtue signal, but I'll tell you what. I agree with the people that needed to rise up their voices. I rose up my voice in my way, and it's not because I think it's a good time to virtue signal. It's because I saw a man in his 40s, which I related to, age, right. male. You know what? He's on the ground begging for his life with a knee on his neck. Mm -hmm. And what that said to me is, that can be me. Well, we all have a knee on our necks. You know, when I was uh, when I was surfing this morning, I believe it was on Instagram, a lot of people be in their reaction to uh, The Handmaiden getting on the Supreme Court, uh, and a lot of women were posting, I'm scared, I'm terrified. And interestingly enough, this black guy put his picture up and he said, I've always been scared and terrified living in this country. Mm -hmm. And I thought that said a lot. No, no, it does. It does. But what I'm saying to you is, even if I, and I cannot say that I know what it is to be black. Okay. I can't. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not possible. You can try all you want. You don't, right. you don't know unless you know. Okay, it's very simple. You, you can get some ideas. <clears throat> you can learn. But I'll tell you something, you still don't know until you know. What I'm saying is that on a basic, empathetic level, I saw this could be me. Of course. Now, I, that, that, this is not virtue signal. This is not, oh, I think now it's a good idea that I should read. No, see, that's the way they think because they're not connected to humanity. I don't know what kind of creature they are. You say demon, I don't fight with you, but I'll tell you something, I'm not even sure that that's right. But I do know this is not the same kind of individual creature that I am. Right, well, you have a soul, okay? There's a difference, you have a soul. You have a lot of go. soulless bastards walking on this planet. Uh, and, and if you choose to believe or not, you've got a lot of alien hybrids walking around in human bodies without any human qualities. The same people who, you know, didn't give a crap about George Floyd, but made a hero out of Kyle Rittenhouse. 
Uh, and what more do you need to know? <laughs> These people are dark energies, soulless creatures from God knows where. Uh, and you look at how they've now completed their quest that they've been on for a long time for control of America. You know, Leslie Stahl interviews um, the idiot, okay? The idiot says that she's asking him tough questions. Tough questions would be if I was interviewing him, okay? She asked him any kind of question that's normal to ask at this time. He walks out like the coward he is. And now today she has bodyguards because she's getting death threats. So what kind of demonic force controls Trump's cult? See, that's a big question, but it goes across the board. I, I, look, I saw a guy <clears throat> that I have actually had on my show at one point. Why did I interview him? Because I was taking the pulse of the militia movement. Um, and I saw him on a, a uh, I'm not even going to give it a plug, but I saw him on, a, on a, a show which is nationally recognized. You would know the name of it. You'd, you'd probably know who's involved in it. It's a political show. And uh, I saw him speak on there about what's going on. Now, these people that were really afraid of the tyrannical uh, federal government coming in and taking away their rights, when Obama was in office especially. Right, death panels. Let's not leave, in, let's not leave out death panels, which are now happening in hospitals across America. Choosing, oh, yeah, choosing well, whose lives to save and who to let go because they're on overflow from the hoax that doesn't exist. Oh yeah, today in Utah, they're 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 absolutely Utah, one of the places where I actually have an AM signal presence. Uh, you know, what are they doing? They're deciding whether if you're you know too old, maybe we'll just send you home to die, because we're going to make calculated decisions now mm-hmm. based on uh, you know. Hey, you don't have much life left anyway. Go home. Right. Uh, if you come in with 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 their plague, which by the way is the reason why <clears throat> we didn't do the show two weeks ago. Because uh, although I could not successfully get a test, I am uh, uh, fairly certain that I was in a very bad spot with their plague. Mm. Their plague, I say again. But anyway, um, no. Look, let's step away from the death panels. We'll get there in a minute. I saw this guy, though, that, you know, before was very concerned about the tyrannical government and they were going to come take their guns and, Mm. you know, wanted to protect the state as a standing militia for the state of Georgia. No lie. Okay, now he's a Trump guy. I haven't talked to him since Trump was selected. But, uh, you know, I I listened to them discuss how if, if Biden ends up being selected, then that means the election was stolen. Otherwise, there should be a landslide for Trump. And why? Because he's the best guy. Right. <laughs> and I, I, I just, I am dumbfounded by people embracing the system that used to say they wanted this system to not be part of their lives. But now, since Trump is there, he says the things they want to hear. So, yep. Well, he, he emboldens them. Or as uh, Biden said in the last debate... You know, you don't have a dog whistle, you have a foghorn. And, you know, all the way down to women that interview him. Doctors, whether you like Fauci or not, why does he have to have, uh, you know, uh, bodyguards and protection? Why is he getting death threats? 
uh, the women he interviews, uh, the Governor Whitmer. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on with this man. You know, I see that there's a documentary about Trump called The Art of the Insult. But I have to tell you, especially when I'm so sick of him, I can't, I don't even want to watch Late Night because I know they're showing clips of Trump. And I always, and I always enjoyed Late Night. I was at the gym the other day. They were showing the debate again. I put the cleaning rag for my machine over the side of the TV that Trump was on. because <laughs> I saw that in a meme once, and I said, what a good idea. Somebody draped their TV so they didn't have to look at them. Uh, because I have to try to you know, calm down. You know, when, yesterday on my show, and I know you didn't get a chance to hear it yet, Chuck, what I had done is on Facebook, I had posted what disease... What physical or mental disease do you have now that you didn't have four years ago? Mm. I got over a hundred. I didn't even look at it this morning. Over a hundred comments. Everything from fear, anxiety, heart attack, uh, the list, migraines. I mean, the list went on and on. The danger of this man is not just what he has done to the country and the world. The danger of him, as um, Carl Callahan sent out a good piece, but I know his work is a little too deep for people to read and get. I had interviewed him on the show. He talks about the nine waves of creation. And he said that what Trump has contributed in hate, constant anxiety, constant tweets, constant bullshit every day, has actually amped up on an energetic level the COVID-19 spreading. And that once he's out of office and people don't have that every single day, that energy will dissipate and the virus will start to dissipate. You know, some people would say that that's crazy, but I read it and I said, you know, (laughs) this makes sense uh, because everybody's living in a state of hate fear, anxiety, panic. Um, And when you put that energy out, you know, if you're feeling that energy, it adds to the negative field that we're already in. And of course, anything negative, like a virus, the flu, whatever you want, you know, want to call anything, it's going to amplify, as Michael Reikia says, the earth is responding to us with her fires, with her hurricanes, with or earthquakes, everything going on. She's responding to the negatives we're putting out. Uh, So these are, you know, just thoughts I thought I would share because I honestly believe that I will feel better once the chaos, the after-election chaos, is over. And, by the way, with the gun thing you were talking about, in Texas... More non-Republicans are buying guns like crazy. Okay, so they now understand that Trump's cult is a threat and they're arming themselves. That's the thing. Is this, this threat of violence is very real. Uh, you know, for, for many years, Maria, I've supported the idea that, uh, that a gun is a tool and I don't appreciate the government's restrictions on it. I, I think reasonable restrictions are one thing, <laughs> but the idea that uh, generally people should be allowed to arm themselves, I, I, I agree with, right? 
And I was not armed for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm armed now. <laughs> okay. well, armed and dangerous. That was a great book. Every woman should read it. Uh, I forget the woman. Uh, God, what was her name? I think it was uh, Quigley. Uh, armed and armed and female. And yeah. listen, in all the years I lived in New York, I was in New York for 40 years. People could say whatever they want about New York. I never felt the need to have a gun. To a New Yorker, a gun is an anathema. You're like, why would I need a gun? Where people think it's so dangerous. But you know what? After one year of living in Arizona, I knew mm-hmm. I needed a gun. Because the people here are crazy and they're heavily armed. See, it took me about three years to live in Georgia to, to come to the same conclusion. So, so I have nothing I have nothing against guns. I don't see why people need a AK forty sevens, you know, uh no. you know, mass murdering tools like uh or long guns that you're too young to have and you go shoot up a protest and become a Trump hero and your mother shows up at a dinner and everybody gives her applaud. Anyway, let's take a short break. <laughs> Since you can see Chuck and I are in fine form today. This is what happens when you don't sleep. Stay with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> Good. What the hell has happened to you? Did we go long there? Hi, this is Maria. I don't often get to talk directly to the listeners here on the Gary Knoll Network, but I felt like doing that today. I know a lot of you really enjoy my show, but you might not know that I do four shows a week over at my website, maria.net. So if you're loving the show you get to hear on Sunday, come on over to my site and subscribe because I've got hundreds of hours of great shows on pretty much every topic in the universe. Uh, And that again is maria.net, M-E-R-I-A.net. And now we can get back to this excellent show. Thanks. Welcome back to Hell and High Water, where you never know what we're going to be talking about in any particular order. Um, well, one good thing is today we are one week away from November 3rd. And by the uh, by, yeah. by the by, I'm just checking my, my trusty paper calendar. I think that, yeah, on the 1st, we move the clocks again, daylight savings time. Well, you know. No, Arizona doesn't, and then i got to try to figure out where everybody else is. Uh, But I think we just moved the clock back about 200 years with the Supreme Court. Mm. Well, there's always that, but since we've uh, got about 20 minutes left, I want to go zombie apocalypse for a minute, if you don't mind. Okay. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) Apocalypse. Um... There's a new ad out. I don't know if you've seen it. Literally trying to, uh, it, it's a pro-Trump pack ad. You know, it's not by the Trump campaign, but, you know, one of their supporting packs, right? Political action committees, this is what they do. But uh, this thing ran during a, a primetime showing of the wa- uh, Fear the Walking Dead, actually, uh, on AMC, but now has traveled around on the Internet. Now, I haven't seen the news covering it, but I'm kind of amazed that Trump supporters can literally claim that Biden is basically a zombie because they're still picking on this whole cognitive issue with Biden, right? Right. Um, now, I, I just, I, I have a little something to say on this. I want to get it out, and, and then I just want to throw it to you and see what you want to do with it. But 
It literally is like, here, here's your zombie apocalypse coming. You, you know what we're going to have to deal with if Biden gets in there and they show these edited clips of Biden like, uh, making this noise and all that. And they're trying to make it like a zombie apocalypse theme thing. Like, really, literally, like, if you don't want the zombie apocalypse to happen, vote right. Trump. What, what have we devolved into? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. I had to laugh. I mean, that's because all I Because your reaction is priceless. You haven't seen this yet, have you? I think it's the one with the flames in the background. And then okay, you, yeah, and it. then you got And then you got Pat Robertson, who says that if Trump doesn't get in, a meteor is going to hit the planet shortly afterwards and take us out. Oh, a meet! I thought that Trump was here to trigger the rapture. Well, well I'd like all to right. wrap them all. confused. Right. Oh, well, now on, the media. Yeah, listen, I've been praying for a media for four years. I think it would be the easiest way out of here. Uh, no, listen, I'm, I'm rooting for the virus and the meteor. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's <laughs> virus and meteor. I'm not sure which one needs to be 2020. <laughs> this morning but, when I was looking at just some of the photographs of the very political swearing in of the handmaiden, I said... <laughs> I wonder if she ever met Ruth Bader Ginsburg in life, and I hope she meets her soon. Okay, that's where well, you know, I'm if at. If Charles Dickens taught us anything, she could be visited by three ghosts. Uh, you know, human rights past, and human rights past, and uh, human rights past. Um, but <laughs> the thing is, I, I, I want to stick to this zombie apocalypse thing for just a second, and why? Because they keep bringing up Biden's cognitive dysfunctions. Now... I decided to analyze this a little bit, and I am still convinced that uh, that Trump is, is suffering the long-term effects of syphilis. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I mean, it goes along with everything. The, the loss of his hair, the, way he uh, stands. The, the speech patterns, the skin, everything, just untreated syphilis that is now in the later stages. And, and the thing is, they keep picking on Biden's uh, you know, cognitive abilities because of his speech pattern. Forgetting the fact that he's a stutterer and he's still a stutterer. Right. He just has coping skills in place that do have a bit of a stammer effect to him. This is what we're actually seeing when he stammers. Now, he's slower than he used to be. Mm-hmm. He definitely is, you know, an old man mixing up his stories a little. That's for sure. I don't even want to get into, you know, when he plagiarized something. I mean, find a politician that didn't plagiarize, good luck. Right. At some point, something. Uh, including, you know, a personality or their admission into the human race. But anyway, put that aside. Thing is, the zombie apocalypse thing is pretty extreme. Now, I decided to make a comparison between the two, you know, separated town halls, which we didn't have a chance to really discuss, Mm. and uh, all this stuff. And you know what I recognized here is that you ever notice that Trump is incapable of comprehending the question he's asked? He understands the basic premise and attacks the premise of the question, but never actually addresses the question. This is a sign of cognitive difficulty. And even in a situation where he's not being confronted and there's a woman even standing there going, I love your smile. You're so wonderful. Even in the face of that, this guy can't answer a straight question, not during his press conferences, not during, I mean, obviously during his rallies, he just strings together word salad that, you know, sounds tasty to the stupid. But still, 
Or the dancers. The cannot answer a question. Do you, I mean, Well, listen, seriously. his teacher said that he was the dumbest bastard he ever had in his class. Then he paid somebody named Shapiro to take his SATs, which was uncovered by Mary Trump and his sister. Uh, most psychologists say he has the speech pattern of a four-year-old. Uh, and when you listen to him, he's repetitive, and he talks and insults people like a five-year-old bully. Uh, and never answers the question, and he was on the defensive the entire time in that town hall. He actually lost the debate against nobody. He was one yes. man in a town hall, and he lost. That's beautiful, isn't it, though? How do you lose a debate against nobody? How do you have your own event where you're being asked questions, and you can't answer any of them? It's not like you're being knocked off balance by an opponent or somebody who's actually strongly following up. I mean, that, that lady whose name escapes me at the moment who conducted that interview. She was great. And, and yet, she really wasn't that hard on him either. And I'm surprised and he, she's not getting death threats. No, well, I'm sure she did anyway. Look, anybody who opposes this guy, that's another thing too, by the way, is that the response, I get death threats. Huh. I mean, I, I don't talk about it much, but I'm sure I've shared it with you in the past. That there are people that basically, you know, start out emails with, I'm a man of God, and end with, you know, if I ever see you, I'm going to kill you. I mean, I get stuff like this all the time just for, oh, I don't know, mocking this fool, for, you know, not being on board with the Trump train, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I've been getting this now for years. And so I can only imagine what happens if you challenge him a little on TV and you're somebody who's got a huge audience. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it, anybody, anybody who seems to be in his crosshairs. Fauci has never actually really criticized him, yet he needs security. Well, because whoever, whoever Trump denigrates gets threatened, yeah. whether yeah. it's the uh, governor, you know, Governor Whitmer, whether it's this 19-year-old crackpot that they arrested just this week who was going to assassinate Joe Biden. Oh, that was another good story, yeah. Uh, yeah, anybody that, you know, interviews him, any of the women that have accused him of rape. Uh, uh, and at least today, a federal judge said that the Department of Justice cannot defend Trump in that defamation case with E. Jean Carroll. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Isn't that fascinating that, you know, the Justice Department acting as Trump's personal lawyer, basically, mm -hmm. is trying to say, hey, in every case, uh, you, can't, you can't charge him with anything. He's president. Yeah. Um, so at which point did we start to believe what we thought was an outrageous statement coming out of Richard Nixon's mouth during the Frost Nixon interview, you know, where he said, well, if the president does it, it's not illegal. Um, well, that was that's, an outrageous statement. That's how that Bill. Forced. That's how Bill Barr solicited the job. That the president is omnipotent and can do whatever he wants. Mm. You know, and now you know people are talking. You know, oh, will uh, will Biden give Trump a pardon uh, if he wins? Here's my thing on that: if Trump doesn't face every charge against him, of which there are myriads, the rest of the world will never respect us again. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not sure how much damage was done, but it's so funny to me that looking at, 
I, I hate to even say this because I criticized the guy the whole time he was in there. But, you know, looking at Ob- Obama stumping for Biden right now, he was in uh, uh, Florida today, mm-hmm. right? I think he was in Tampa Bay. Right. Um, it's it, it just, it, it's amazing. It's like this guy was a political operative, obviously, and he was a, a, bill, a bill of, uh, you know, false goods being sold to us. For sure, hope and change. Well, you know, uh, you can abandon all hope and beg for change, but, you know, not much really changed. Uh, but the thing is, Articulate <laughs> didn't necessarily just say, hey, you know what, let them eat cake. Didn't uh, basically imagine that, you know, people are poor because they choose to be poor. Right. Very interesting, Mr. Scrooge. I mean, uh, shall they not, are there not uh, workhouses for these children? Right. I mean, you know, oh, no, wait, there aren't because uh, only coyotes and uh, other bad hombres bring them into the country to begin with. Oh, whoops, you mean they came here with their parents and we separated them? That's not the same thing you were just talking about. Oh, well. Reality almost doesn't matter. And that's the sad thing that we kind of started out with here. Right. But you also have to remember that Mitch McConnell made it very clear to the GOP that anything Obama wanted, they had to vote against. Right. So his hands were tied. But, uh, you know, in defense of Obama, not certainly right. not a lot of his policies. And what's with his uh, rotting hands anyway, by the way? Speaking yeah, that's, of his, that's his rotted soul coming through, rotting all the way through. Uh, but Obama was likable. He was intelligent. He knew the job. He did a lot for, you know, whether you like Obamacare or not, uh, you know, a lot for gay rights, uh, all the things that Trump is against. And Trump has torn apart any good thing Obama did, including protections for the environment. There are no protections anymore. I I read out a list uh, last week of all the regulations that Trump has destroyed, from clean air to clean water to you name it. Um, because, listen, he's old, he's selfish, he only thinks about himself. If anybody believes that he gives a shit about his children or his grandchildren's future, they're wrong. Uh, he just figures, I got mine, screw you, and figure it out as you're living through hellscape uh, right. in the next 10 to 15 years. Um uh, so I had always said when Obama was president, I knew his hands were tied, uh, but I also said this guy would make a great stand-up comedian. I hope he goes into stand-up when he's out of office. And I did watch one of his stumping speeches. I read a lot of uh, one of them on air yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I liked what he had to say, and I liked how he said it. It's like he finally feels free. Imagine the depression he must have been in this past four years. So now he's finally coming out and saying, saying the truth, you know? You couldn't stand up to a woman for 60 minutes. How are you going to stand up to Putin? You know, you don't want to help people out with money. It's not your money. You didn't pay any taxes. You know, these are the things that I like to hear. Joe Biden, unfortunately, can't say it because, you know, people expect him to be saintly in an interview or um, a debate with a lunatic. Uh, But, man, the way he keeps slamming Biden's son, I mean, who's got the more criminal children who are all in their jobs out of nepotism, even Giuliani's son? Uh, I mean, I would like to slam him back, but I'd like to see it slam back, but I know we're not going to see it. 
No, that's true. And one last piece of disconnect I want to bring up here is that if you listen to, and I know it's agitating you, and I don't want to add to your migraines, but, you know, if you listen to Trump lately and uh, his, you know, his repertoire at the uh, various, uh, uh, you know, virus spreading events that he's doing, um, <clears throat> it's very interesting because he talks about senior citizens. Like he's and not. he is so disconnected from reality, he doesn't realize he is one of them. Well, he said that. He says, you may not believe that I'm a senior citizen. I wanted to say, are you kidding? You can't even walk. You can't even drink a glass without two hands on it. You can't go down a ramp. And I understand that some of the, some of the cleaning staff at the White House said that uh, part of the trash they have to take out is depends. Yeah, well... I'd be surprised if he depends on remembering his depends. Right. So, I mean, he is like a crazy uncle, you know. He's a retiree in Florida, plays golf all the time, uh, watches TV all the time, spews his hatred at everybody else. He's like Archie Bunker on hyperspeed. Well, except, you know, you gotta, you got to put out the plastic on the furniture for him because you're afraid he's going to pee on it. That's one thing. <laughs> but I'll I, I tell you, it's just amazing to me that, he, that he's able to sell to these people who don't have health care and those that do are going to lose it right. uh, and have pre-existing conditions. This idea of, hey, look, I did good with COVID. Of course, if you have concierge service and Marine One to fly you back and forth to military hospitals and get treatments, you know, well ahead of everybody else, you'll be just fine. Listen, I don't, honestly, at this point, I don't believe he ever had it. See, I've heard some people say that, but I don't see how he couldn't have had it. How could, first of all, he's just as fat as Chris Christie, okay? Their diet's probably the same poison as crap. Chris Christie gets it at the uh, Rose Garden Massacre. He's in ICU for seven days. You're going to tell me Trump, right after his taxes were exposed, Melania was exposed for cursing out Christmas and not giving a damn about the kids in the cages. All of a sudden, sudden they fly him to Walter Reed with a doctor who's not even a real doctor. Okay, with a deal. Uh, which is basically a glorified chiropractor. Uh, And what did he know about, you know, infectious disease? I think it was another one of his his acts. Everything with this guy is a reality show. Even driving around in the limo. You know, look at my fans. They love me. They were paid to be there. Uh, I I tell you, I I disagree. I really think he had it. But here's the facts. Who has it for three days? Who gets it for three days? Well, you know, some some people have reported this to me. Now, it took me what, seven and a half weeks to get through it. I yeah, feel like 40. I'm still tired, by the way. And you're 40, not 74. No, I get it, but I also don't have the ability to have, you know, my blood re- re- refreshed through machines on demand. I don't have the ability to get steroids, which, by the way, even if you're sick, you can feel pretty good if you're high on steroids, and he definitely was high on steroids for right. a couple of days. Right. Uh, I mean, it, from observations, it just you could see the increased activity and everything. I, and his breathing, I don't think he's he's that good of an actor, Maria. Uh, I, really I don't do know. Feel like he's, he had he's used to it. I don't know. I just find it. I, I doubt everything since I know everything he says and does is a lie. It's for self gratification and to make himself look good. You know, and speaking of looking good, the other big story going around is the Melania double that's been seen out and about with him. 
Yeah, I've seen that too, and I, I tell you, I don't know. I, you know, things that are made of plastic start to look the same to me after a while, so I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I gotta say, does does the alleged Melania double look any more uh, 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 fake? No, but and, you can certainly see the differences to a woman. Believe me, they're very obvious. Okay, that could be. Look, I, I don't I don't dispute it, but at the same time, I I, I don't know. I wanted you know, to ask you if you got to see the new Borat movie. I, I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am not a fan of this guy. I said this to you before when when right. he busted other people, right? Remember when he got uh, what was it, Roy Moore on, oh, on yeah. his uh, TV show? Yeah. Right? Okay, this Giuliani thing, hilarious. <laughs> that is a hilarious part of that movie. I'm not a big fan of this guy. It's very weird, the Borat thing. Uh, I, I don't know why most people think it's funny, but the fact that he puts on the Trump mask, another thing that's not making the headlines and shows up and, you know, disrupts Pence, you got to love that. That was great. What about his daughter wanting to be like Melania in a golden cage? <laughs> I thought the Melania running jokes were great. And when he was at that uh, white supremacist rally showing yeah. the Trump fans, I wonder how do Trump fans feel when they see themselves as they are. But that's the thing. They don't. No, they don't. It's the sad part. <laughs> You're right. But I thought you know, that he covered more important stuff in that movie than MSM has covered in four years. And again, MSM still giving Trump Free 24-7 coverage on television. Which is indisputable. Right. I mean, no matter what channel you go to. Although I will, I will give this to CNN. They have definitely become the coronavirus news network. Uh, so you do have breaks from Trump to cover the other virus. Um, right. And, you know, diseases competing for headlines... You know, I, I'm 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 good now. I, I really am am ready for a change. <laughs> Just I I really am. I, I'm hoping that 2021, by the way, is something completely different. And as I said at the beginning, right before we went into 2020, and I told you a lot of things would become clearer to those of us who have eyes to see. Right. Uh, I think they have. And uh, 2021, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about that on probably the next or or after hell or high water. We're gonna have to talk about what's coming next because after we get through the chaos of the selection, I think we're gonna really know where we're going. What do you think? Oh, I totally agree. And I mean, uh, but I you know I don't put my faith and trust in it being an honest selection because we've never had one. Well, yeah, why would we start now? One last thing really quick is that on the uh, selection night, I am going to do uh, a lot of programming live. Um, and there's going to be a special at least four-hour-long Ocelli effect on my stream. And before that, there'll be a, a show I produce called Popcorn Politics. So at the very least, six hours of live stuff related to not just the selection, uh, but uh, I'm going to have James Corbin on. I'm going to have uh, John Barber on, J.P. Satilli, Mike Swanson. And uh, I'm going to take calls during at least one of those hours. And I'll tell you something else. I might go more than six full live hours that night. So wow. if you don't want to get stuffed with the MSM stuff, 
you can go to Ocelli.com and listen to it live on November 3rd. And we will be talking about the results as they come in, but a whole lot of other stuff is going to get covered. And uh, we might uh, also call out the jokes for the jokes that they are that night as well. But you'll have to tune in to find out how that all runs. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and I've got, like I said, at least one hour that's going to be open calls. Now, if I go past midnight on the Eastern time zone, uh, it, it might get even stranger as uh -huh. more and more, um, you know, results come in. So let's see what happens. But definitely you have six hours of live radio that Ocelli.com is going to do that night, which will go out for free to anybody who tunes in or uses the TuneIn app or one of the radio apps to listen to us live. Well, sounds good. Maybe I'll call in and surprise you if I'm awake. Listen, I don't think we're going to have the results that night unless, you know, uh, like Bush, Trump has a cousin on Fox News that'll call it for him like he did in 2000, uh, even though Gore won the popular vote. So all we can do is hope that we have a blue wall not a wave, a blue wall, so that it's no way can be disputed. Right. Well, Chuck, thanks for joining me today, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Absolutely, Mom. Thank you so, so much. You're most welcome. I'll talk with you soon. Bye. Bye. Chuck Ocelli. Check his work out at Ocelli.com. And thanks for supporting my show. Get your friends to support it. Uh, I could certainly use your, your support, period, end of sentence. It's a lot what I do. It takes a lot out of me. Uh, but I'm happy to do it because somebody has to. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening and supporting The Maria Show. Tell others what you learned today. Knowledge becomes wisdom only when it's shared. Encourage others to subscribe today. www.maria.net Often imitated, never duplicated. A world of information all in one place. www.maria.net Always ahead of the curve. Always on your side. Get active or get radioactive. Subscribe today.